Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you are having a good week. We definitely want to shout out to Yonkers, New York. New York. It's by the Hudson River. Yes. We're so thankful for you, Yonkers. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing. Please keep it up. Please reach out to us if you would like to send us a message, Dr. Jonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org, or you can text us or call 251-244-4645. Check out our website, graceintheshadowsor.org. We have a Facebook page. We have Twitter. Yes, so Twitter. Reach out. Yes, well, yes, yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Download. We appreciate your download. Absolutely. Very definitely. Okay, Dr. J, you got some more unusual, strange mm-hmm. facts for us today? Cleopatra wasn't actually Egyptian. Oh. She really was, uh, she was actually traced, her family trees traced to Alexander the Great. Oh. So she was actually Greek. Well. Everybody thought she was from Egypt. Well, yeah. I mean, you see all the movies. You see her with the little King Tut thing. Makes that's very, very sad. Oh, is your night ruined now? My night. I'm going to lose sleep over this. I'm so sorry. Um, Well, when you get to heaven someday, you can ask God why everybody thought she was Egyptian when she was really Greek. Okay. I don't know if she'll be there. I hope she will be. I hope she will. I hope she will. Ketchup. Ketchup. Ketchup didn't catch on as a popular condiment until the late 19th century. Okay. Prior to that. It was sold as a cure for indigestion. You know, I don't agree with that because, you know, that has the tomatoes in it. How would that cure indigestion? Because it's acidic. Well, they used to put leeches on people when they were sick. Well, now that is true. And they made uh, false teeth out of wood. (laughs) That had, and some of it, they put like arsenic within or some sort of poison on their teeth. To, that is uh, true. Uh, it, it, and Coca-Cola used to actually have real they, cocaine in it. Yeah. So we can't look back to the past and say they were very... No, okay, no, so no. next time you have indigestion, go grab a bottle of ketchup. Not really. <laughs> one more. Okay, one more. One more actually, fact. two more. Oh, two more today. All right. Before he became president, Abraham Lincoln was an elite wrestling champion. Uh-uh. In 300 matches, he only lost one. Wow. Um, bonus fact, he was also a, bar, a licensed bartender. Okay, so Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler and a bartender. He was in good shape, physically. He had a physical... Matter of fact, that's probably... A lot of people say, uh-huh. uh, doctors... I'm kind of nerdy. Doctors say <laughs> if he would have been shot in the same way in the 20... In, in, in our, in our uh-huh. lifetime, in our right. time, he would have probably survived. He yeah. probably would have had brain damage. It would have yeah. been some... But he, because he lived like a day, day and a half after he was shot. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he did. Oh. But but he was very, very uh, in shape. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Did you say you had one more or was that two? One more. One more. Okay. A great dame named Juliana oh. peed on oh. the incendiary bomb during World War II, earning her a Blue Cross medal. Okay. So she peed on the bomb, and the bomb didn't go off because right. she peed on it, and, and they she gave saved her everybody. And what her Juliana the Great Dane? I love that dog. That was they, really nice. <laughs> but he did. That's a very good thing she did. Well, that is a. Why have we never heard of that before? She needs to be in every history book. She should be on a dollar bill. She should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, those are very interesting, unusual facts there. 
And you did say you were a little geeky, but we both are. We are geeky. geeky. I like to study things. And, uh, uh, you know, to me, it's very uh, scintillating. Well, oh, that's a big word. But, you know, the thing with you is you you hear something and you remember it always. These facts, I will, in 10 years, I'll say, oh, I didn't know that. I have a horrible short-term memory. Right. I have a great long-term memory. Yeah. You have a better short-term memory. True, sometimes. What you say? Who am I? Who are you? Well, today we're talking about, because it's Christmas coming. Yes, Christmas is coming. And we are doing a lot of biblical stuff. Yes, we are. We're going to get into some some, uh, therapeutic stuff. Yes, we are. Yes, hang uh, in there with us. But this is therapeutic. Yeah. And it's very interesting. Okay. The shepherds. Oh, the shepherds. What do you remember about the shepherds? Well, you know, everybody always has their nice little mangers, and the shepherds always look so nice. But shepherds really... They're they were kind of dirty, kind of dirty. passed away people, yeah. some of them. You know, if you were to ask anyone on the street the mm-hmm. most joyful time of the year, they would say Christmas. True, true, true. Um, in, ni- in 1719, Isaac Watts wrote a hymn that came to be entitled Joy to the World. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about this song here is the only stanza that's related to Christmas and the birth of Jesus is the first one, first one oh, wow. that announces the Lord has come. Never thought about that. There's no mention of Mary. Yeah. Joseph. No. Angels. Nope. Shepherds. Nope. The manger or the wise men. The wise men weren't there. Yet it is one of our most beloved Christmas carols. That is very because true. Because it really captures the essence of Christmas. Joy. Yes. Joy. joy. And we've talked about what joy is. So make sure if you have not listened to that episode that you go back and listen to the difference between joy and happiness. So Watts was right mm-hmm. when he titles Carol Joy to the World. For Christmas is not just joy to America. Mm-hmm. It's not a national joy. It's no. not joy to the Caucasian. Right. It's not a racial joy. No. It's not a joy to the West. You're right. It's not a cultural joy. Nope. It's not a joy to the rich. It's not a financial joy. Mm-hmm. It's not even a joy to the educated. Mm-hmm. It's not an intellectual joy. Right. It's, it's, it is not joy to be happy. It's not emotional joy. Mm-hmm. It's not joy to be healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not physical joy. It's a joy of the world. Mm-hmm. It's a universal joy. I like that. Joy to the world. So, you know, babies being born are very exciting. It is very exciting. I remember when we had our two, but not the same time, went different times, and it was very joyful. And my dad had mm-hmm. never seen a baby born. That's right. You know. Right, yep. right after the birth. Right after the birth. That's right. And, and he and was there for... Mary Grace was the first one. Yes, he was. He called her his little mite. Little mite. Little mite. Well, birth announcements are exciting. Yes. Okay, we as parents share the news. Oh, yes. Family mm-hmm. and close friends and yes. community. Yes. But in the first century, it was unthinkable ah. to send birth announcements to poor, to the poor. Oh, okay. To those in lower class. Lower class. Like shepherds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because such people were not co- were considered, were very much considered outcasts. Yeah, they were the outcasts, definitely. Um, so, but God did something different. And I love this. Don't you love this? Yeah. I love it. He bypassed the priest. Mm-hmm. The scribes. Mm-hmm. The men of wealth. The king. Yeah. Yep. And he went to the shepherds. And that is so cool because it really shows that God went to the lowest of the low. So he loves he loves for the lowest of the low all the way up to the highest of the high. And that's so cool. What does that say? In verse uh, verse eight here of chapter two in Luke. 
Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now these shepherds, um, you know, in the Bible, shepherds was a good thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You mean God often gave the uh, uh, imagery that he Mm -hmm. was a shepherd to Israel. Yes, absolutely. Jesus said he's the great shepherd. Great shepherd. David was a shepherd. shepherd. Mm -hmm. Amos. Was a shepherd. Yes. Uh, but somewhere down the line, that started going to where it's a bad connotation. Which is awful. Yeah. Um, but we see here that these shepherds mm-hmm. were watching the sheep at by night. Yes, definitely. And the sheep were looking over probably towards the temple. Mm-hmm. What do you mm-hmm. think? They were watching these sheep that were going to be sacrificed? For oh, yes. That's right. That's right. Out there in the field with the sheep that were going to eventually die for the sins of the people. And, you know, the the society then mm-hmm. and the Jews then despised the shepherds. They yeah. looked at them with disdain. Which is so sad. Yeah. Mm. They were considered dirty, untrustworthy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ceremonially unclean. Yeah. Unlovable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very sad. Mm-hmm. So picture this. What do you think they'd be thinking up there? And they're, they're as they're watching the sheep, protecting the sheep, mm-hmm. making sure they don't get hurt themselves because sheep are dumb. Sheep are not the smartest animals in the Maybe world. They'll eat poison or they'll drown somewhere. Or, right. They're protecting them from mountain lions and lions and tigers and bears. Oh, oh my. And you know what? I bet they were also enjoying just the quiet and the stillness of the night, except for the sheep bang, of course, and just the being outdoors with the great expanse of the stars and everything, you know? You're very, you're a lot more positive than me. You think? I think they were doing that, but yeah. I also think they were thinking, what if I would have done something differently? Okay. All right. I see where we you're We could have been, yeah. could have went to school and done this. Right. You know, what if I had a normal family, a functional mm-hmm. family? Right. What if what, I learned a trade? What if I learned a trade? What, right. Maybe I could go in the temple and worship with them. Ah. Because, you know, where where's God? Mm-hmm. He, and if there is a God, why would he love us? Yeah. They could have been thinking that as well. I think they could have been. I bet they could. Yep. Yeah. Maybe they were amazed, like you were saying. Yeah. But they were also thinking. Right. I want something better out of my life, and why didn't I do something better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as they're sitting there. Can you imagine, can you imagine you're sitting there with the sheep and you're chattering with your friends, you're the shepherds, and all of a sudden, bam, what happened? An angel appears. Goodness gracious alive. And we don't know, it could, it probably was Gabriel, but we won't know. No, probably was there. That's right. Yeah. Because Gabriel appeared to Mary and Mm -hmm. and Joseph. True, true. Um, And he said what? Do not be afraid. (laughs) <laughs> I would have had to check my, 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 my shorts. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know, an angel. And it's not, you know, everybody sees little cherubs and everything like that. That's not what the angel Gabriel looked like. You know, he was majestic, mm-hmm. wonderful, bright light, shining. Don't be afraid. And I'm sure they were very afraid. Yes. Yes. And you know how many times do not be afraid in the Bible? How many? 365. Well, that one for every, one day. For every day of the year. That's, that is obviously not a coincidence. Cool. And so he says, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Didn't say to some. 
All. All people. All people. And and immediately, the 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 shepherds were calmed and comforted. Mm-hmm. Mm. That says something about God. True. He brings peace. And then the second the the second thing the angel announced to the savior, the savior's birth. Mm-hmm. Read that one, verse eleven. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior, who is Christ the Lord. So he said the birthplace was the city of David called Bethlehem, Mm -hmm. prophesied Mm -hmm. several hundred years before by Micah. Yes. Chapter 5, verse 2. Right. Um, He would be born in Bethlehem, Mm -hmm. the city of David. That's right. But we also see here that the angel speaks using three words of Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Christ, Savior, Lord, appearing together. Mm-hmm. That's right. So anyone wants to doubt who he is. It's what right is, there in this. What Savior a, mean? A Savior is somebody who's going to, uh, you know, if you're about to die or, or yeah. you know, you know, he's going to rescue you. A Savior is a rescuer. It's kind of like someone drowning. Right. And he goes in and saves you. Yeah, rescues you. Um, but I even would say, you know, for some people, it, it'd be like you you drowned, mm-hmm. and he jumps in and brings you back to life, and 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 yes. saves you. True, very good. Yeah, yeah. So when Jesus saves, he saves the Jewish people, mm-hmm. all the Jew- people that will believe, right? And the Gentiles, all those that believe, mm-hmm. before the world was created. Mm. He he was set to do this. Absolutely. For you and me. Definitely. And for you who's yes. listening. All our listeners, yes. How about Christ? We Savior Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a, a it means Messiah. It means Messiah. Right. It's an office. It means king. Yes. Preeminence. Mm-hmm. Um Lord. Well, Lord is, is like the highest rank you can have. Sovereign of the universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, picture this, this third angel, the angel's looking at the sovereign Lord of mm-hmm. the universe. Wow. Now, even if you're not a believer, mm-hmm. maybe you're out there and you think, mm-hmm. this is such a fable stories, <laughs> but they're interesting. Right, right. You have to think, mm-hmm. okay, God of the universe, angels, and he comes down as a baby in a feeding trough in a, in a stable that smelled like donk, donkey uh, animals. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't think about that. You know, we all, I mean, I have them too. We have our little mm-hmm. nativity sets with a nice little, you know, wooden box and everything like that. And we don't think about the fact that Jesus was placed in a box that animals ate out of and it had animal saliva and it was stinky and it was nasty. And that was his bed. I mean, I know he had a blanket wrapped around him and all that stuff. But, you know, we bring our new babies in. We put in these flowery bassinets or these wonderful beds. Jesus had a, free, a feeding trough that animals ate out of. And he was the king of kings, lord of lords. And this angel told these shepherds to go find them. This this babe wrapped mm-hmm. in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Right. And he directs them, you know, to to find this child mm-hmm. and worship him. Yes. 
He could have chosen many, many others. Yes, he could have. Yeah. Read this, Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And this is exactly, this is a Christmas sermon right here. Absolutely it is. Jesus left his throne. Yes. And he went, knowing he was going to die, mm-hmm. and was placed in a manger that was cold. Mm-hmm. Smelly. Yeah, smelly. Mm-hmm. And and lonely. Right. And and he didn't call all the famous people. Nope. He called the ones that were the outcasts, that were broken, Mm -hmm. that maybe had mental illness, Mm -hmm. maybe had a lot of things on their mind, and they didn't consider themselves worthy. And he called them to be the first to see the the child born. I love that. So if you're listening today and you feel like you're an outcast— and you're lonely, and you're feeling like these shepherds probably were, Jesus came just for you, and he wants to take you out of that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the angels, it said multitudes of angels appeared. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they didn't lose, if they didn't, <laughs> if you didn't have any accidents the first time, yeah. uh, Multitudes, probably thousands. Well, you know, I mean, here's Gabriel talking to him, and then the other angels come, and all of a sudden, boom, the sky is filled with angels. Oh, yeah. Can you even imagine? Praising God in heaven. Yeah. And peace, goodwill to man. Right. Because God was bringing peace. Mm -hmm. Glory was to God. Yeah. He was bringing peace to Jesus. Yeah. That's why that's the only thing that can bring peace. Absolutely. I just cannot even imagine how they must have felt. You know, we can make all the peace treaties. Yes. We can elect everyone we want in office, Mm -hmm. but there will not be true peace. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, salvation through Jesus, and second of all, till Jesus returns. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the shepherds, because I think as we look at the shepherds, Mm -hmm. I think we are all, to some degree, are are the shepherds. Yeah, we are. Um, Definitely. We we need to try to put ourselves in their place um, and think about, you know, not only did they, you know, get visited by the angels, but they actually got to go see Jesus yeah. as a baby and, and they worshiped him, you know. Uh, yes. And they worshiped him with their heart. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They did have a lot to give. They had nothing to give. They didn't have a Ph.D. No. Well, you know, I know we have one, but well, you have a but we're not using it for uh, no, definitely uh, not. No, they didn't have money. No, they didn't have fame. Well, they didn't even have the sheep. The sheep weren't even theirs. That's right. You know, so these people were desperate. Yes, and some people this Christmas may be so desperate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. and right now is the time. To give your disparity to Jesus. Absolutely. By trusting him as your Lord and Savior. Yes. Yes. And that's all you have to do. You just have to believe on him. You have to ask him to forgive you of your sins and come into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. There's no magical prayer. There's no magic way to do it. Just talking to Jesus and asking him to be yours. 
It says in verse 17 that the shepherds made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning the child. Mm -hmm. They couldn't shut up. Yeah. You could just see them running through Bethlehem. Yeah. You know, shouting at the top of their lungs, hey, everybody, wake up. The Savior's been born. And probably people thought they were crazy. You know, I was never an atheist or agnostic. Mm -hmm. Well, I was kind of agnostic. Mm -hmm. But I was uh, not an atheist. Right. And I... um, but I never thought Jesus was the only way. And mm-hmm. Just thought, you know, be a good person, whether you're yeah. Muslim do or do the right thing. Yeah. Whatever you are, you just be a good person. But uh, once I got saved, mm-hmm. I couldn't shut up about Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what they did. And that's what the shepherds did. Yeah. They made him known. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary, her response was a little bit different than the shepherds. Yeah. Uh, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure that when she was at the cross and Jesus was being crucified, I know those things all ran through her mind, uh, the beginning to the end, just like a movie, you know, just going through because she, tr- she did, she treasured these things in her heart and she probably had no, you know, why did God choose her? Why did God, you know, use her for the savior of the world. Um, and so it's, it's pretty cool. And she wasn't, uh, you know, fancy royalty or anything like she that. She wasn't, she was poor. Joseph yeah. and Mary is poor. And we'll get to that another time, but yeah, uh, definitely, um, you know, she was, she, she didn't really understand. Right. And I don't think the shepherds fully did yet. Well, no, until later, uh, yeah. exactly what Jesus was coming to do. So we need to take a cue from the shepherds. We need to think about the fact that, you know, we may feel all down and out, but if Jesus can come to the shepherds, he definitely can come to us. And come to you. Absolutely. So please, you know, in the hustle and bustle of life, during the holidays, sometimes we lose Jesus. We lose the emphasis of Jesus. And I pray that this Christmas season that you don't do that, that you be like the shepherds, you be amazed Um, And you worship him like they did. And we just really appreciate you listening. And we do hope that God will. God can take your mess and turn it into a message for his glory for your good. Thank you for listening. Bye.